Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. My name is Natalie Abbott, and I am your host. And today we have Christy Cambron with us, and we are talking about our verse from Ephesians, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. I just love, love, love this verse because it is so encouraging when we find so many gray things in life for God to be telling us, hey, you were once darkness, but now you are light. So we're going to be talking about Ephesians 5, 8. We're going to really kind of tear it apart and we're going to talk about verse mapping. So Christy wrote the book on verse mapping. She has a verse mapping Bible that's coming out. So we are going to talk with her and she's going to give us some great insights and how we can um, better understand our Bibles and really just study the word. So welcome, Christy. We're so glad you're with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Okay. So I went through Ephesians 5, 8 and I verse mapped it. I love it. I love it. My heart. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> proud of me. <laughs> uh, no, I, it was just like, I was looking over kind of like, I, I watched your tutorial on the little video and then I kind of was looking through how to do it. I'm like, this is not so hard. This is pretty easy, actually. And I, I love hearing that because that is initially what I thought. You know, I can go back and look at some of my first verse mapping journals from 2014, 2015, and I noticed there's a lot of blank space on the page. And, mm. and I was intimidated at the start, right? Because I was thinking, I want to go verse by verse. I want to open up and find the, the teaching structure that is in scripture because I didn't understand it and I wasn't choosing the Bible, like I should have been, right? If that's if it's our oxygen, if it's living and breathing, I wanted to change those two things. And so I look at those first maps and I think, okay, but then I've evolved, right? Like then I have the longer that I've been verse mapping and I start to realize, wow, what started out as five or 10 minutes in the word, then it becomes 45 minutes. Then it becomes a couple of hours. Then the maps are spreading over days. And then I'm doing entire books of the Bible. And so I love that you just brought that up, that yeah, that we, we have a starting point and it's not as hard as maybe we thought it was going to be. No. And you know, it's funny because I feel like I love that you just, you just do one verse. I remember whenever we started Dwell, my sister Vera had this, it was kind of her baby, her vision. And she was like, we just need to memorize one verse every month and really sink in and, and, and dwell on it and memorize it and, and talk about it and just really go deep with the verse. And I remember thinking, because I'm supposed to write about it, right? I'm like, how am I going to write, you know, 30 days of Instagram posts and five blogs? And, you know, how are we going to talk that much about the verse? And then as we've done it, I am always have leftover material that we don't even touch because oh, there awesome. is so much there. There's just so much there. Um, so yeah. I love that you, you just say, okay, let's just tackle one verse. Because I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed by, oh, well, I'm going to tackle the whole Bible in a year. or I'm going to really dive in here or there. And and sometimes we get a little bit, it's, a, it's intimidating. It really can be. And I hear that a lot in the different study groups that I'm in or in our Facebook group that we have for verse mapping. I hear that same kind of thing a lot. And even when we've selected a verse, I still hear, okay, there are all of these rabbit trails of research that I, I could go in this direction. And my friend over here mm -hmm. went in a different direction and we're looking at the same verse. That's something that I see 
all the time. When I get in front of a group and we're actually going to verse map live and those sessions are incredible. Let me tell you, when you mm -hmm. have, when you have a series of dry erase, just dry erase boards that are empty and you have a dry erase marker in your hand, <laughs> you literally have women who are up to their elbows in their Bibles and research in their notebooks and they're ready to go. And we just hand it over to God and we say, okay, we're going to let you fill these boards. And it is the most incredible experience, but you will find that everyone mapped the same thing and they may have gotten something completely different. Why? Because the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is the one who is leading them and leading their hearts. Now, there are some people who get the same things, but I can't wait to hear what you found in Ephesians 5, 8 and kind of see where my heart would go and my thought process would go maybe in a different direction. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was I mean, it was fantastic. So um, so step one, you know, there's like five steps. Is that five? It's six. Five. Yes. It's five steps. <laughs> five steps. So you just you just pick the verse. So, so that was easy for me. I just picked Ephesians 5, 8 because that's where we're headed. <laughs> right. But then step two is the design. So you go through and you just read different versions and write them out, which I absolutely loved doing because there are all these words that come out in that, that you're like, oh, that, that's a different nuance there. Oh, that's a different nuance there. So I love that, that particular step. You just hit the nail on the head. I mean, that is exactly, I'm a wordy girl. So I love that kind of stuff. I notice that kind of stuff anyway, but mm -hmm. dig, I love that you dig deeper, right? So you look at the verse over multiple translations and, and look at the, the verb tense, you know, notice, okay, whatever's happening in this verse, was it something that was in the past tense, but in one translation, for some reason, it's in the present tense, which denotes something in action that's ongoing. Like notice things like that. Notice how a word can be used the same over multiple translations or paraphrase. And maybe there's a different word stuck in there. Do do some, some heavy lifting there. I kind of notice those. I love that you said nuances. That is the perfect word for this. Stuff. Yeah. So like, for instance, I did four different versions of the Bible. And one of them said you were once darkness. That's our version. Another one said you were full of darkness. And then another one said you used to be like people living in the dark. And how different those things, I mean, like they're all the same. They're kind of getting at the same thing. But the idea that, like, I love that last one that said, you used to be like people living in the dark, which to me was just like, it sort of gave me a visual image of like, what would it feel like to live in the dark? And it yeah. just, you know, it just kind of brought alive my imagination of it would feel like stumbling around. It would feel like, I don't know where I'm going. It would feel like, you know, I, I can't see anything and I'm confused. Um, and so I just loved that, that as I looked at each one, they had different nuances that just kind of came alive. Um, another uh, translation said, when it says live as children of light, it said, it's the amplified version. So it always kind of gives you like a little definition and in, in parentheses. Mm -hmm. And it said, live as those who are native born to the light. Oh, and I just love, love that. I love that. <laughs> just like, oh, okay, I should live like somebody who this is, this is who I really am. This is who my, who I, I'm not part of the darkness anymore. I am now a native born child of light. And it should look, my life should look differently. It should look like I live in the light instead of looking like gray or looking like darkness. What really stuck out to me in the NIV version was actually the absence of one word. So when you have, for you were once darkness, I, my brain automatically put in that word in. 
before mm-hmm. you were once in darkness, but that, that word's not even there. It, it actually shows ownership. Like for you were the darkness. You weren't walking in darkness. Like you were the darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Mm. That to me, wow, there's some ownership that you pick up, right? When you've right. surrendered your life to the Lord. And so this second step, looking at, okay, what is this verse really saying? Before we get to the third step, which is to further develop the context that is there, we're, we're just looking at what is this verse really saying? And for me, that was big. That, that mm. kind of ticked it over to some ownership. And I, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's heavy. <laughs> right. I love that it, you were though. The past tense verb really is helpful with that. Like, and, and realistically, like I think about my life and I think about who I was before Jesus and I'm like, hmm, yeah, I was, I was definitely, you know, li- I didn't become a Christian until I was in college and there was some dark in there. And it wasn't just the darkness that I was living in and around, but it was that I was dark intellectually, spiritually, um, in my actions. I, I just, there was not there was no understanding or acceptance or moral purity or any of that it was just it was darkness but now you are children of light so i this verse is just so it's such good news like i just want to i keep saying it to myself because it's just such an affirmation of truth in my own life and i love that you you zoned in on that r that you are light mm-hmm. That is right now, present tense, ongoing. And it doesn't it doesn't have an if-then statement there. Like, okay, if you're perfect, then you're light. If you're not struggling in this area of your life, then you're light. No, no, no. There's no if-then statement there. It is you are light in the Lord. I love that because it's ongoing. This is an action that is ongoing until we go home to meet him. Yes. This is like here. It's This is true. This is who you are. Yeah. Done. Mm. So good. So should we go on to the next... Yeah. Uh, Step. Tell us about the next step. What does that look like? Okay. So I already mentioned it, but the third step is to fully develop this verse, the context of this verse. So some of those words and phrases that you picked out in the design step, you're going to dig a little deeper and we are in the New Testament. So for those of you who are not familiar with this yet, you will become familiar with this. We will be looking at the original Greek for some of those words and phrases. If we were in the Old Testament, we would be looking at the Hebrew. And and I know when you hear the words Hebrew and Greek immediately that can kind of build up a, a wall of ah, I don't know I don't I don't know you know it's all Greek to me <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that was one of the first things that kind of hit me was um, some lack of confidence in that area when I started verse mapping but we very intentionally built these Bibles in this experience of having 350 maps through all 66 books of the Bible, we very intentionally wanted to make sure that that was not going to be a roadblock for anyone. So we Mm -hmm. have completed these first three steps for you in the Bibles themselves. So you can be assured that looking up the Hebrew and the Greek, we have amazing resources. We have Bible Gateway. We have the Olive Tree app. We have the Blue Letter Bible, the Logos. I mean, we have all of these tools, but Mm -hmm. we also wanted you to have that assurance. So the maps in the Bibles, we have the Hebrew and the Greek already spelled out for you. Yes. And you know what? We will link those different uh, resources in this um, podcast so you can go and find those tools and resources for yourself. I always use BibleHub.com. That's one that I use. Um, and it's it's as easy as like literally clicking the word and yes. then it comes up and it gives you like a regular old definition like you would find if you were looking in, you know, Merriam-Webster or wherever to find the definition of a word. And then it gives you other verses that are similar or places that you can look. So the tools make it really easy to just be like a pretend Bible scholar, honestly. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and you actually will become, you know, we talk about uh, Monday morning, you know, the armchair quarterback. Well, okay, this is what you're going to be doing. You're going yes. you're going to be become the Bible scholar. Natalie, I would love to hear where this step kind of took you because I look at that word light. That that really that conviction point for me. Wow, I'm light. What does that really mean? And you look that up in the Greek, and it literally means fire aflame. And if you kind of think of that in the context of a first century Roman world, right? At the time that Ephesians is written, we're looking at towards the end of Paul's life, right? He's under house arrest in Rome, like when he wrote this. The great fire of Rome, if you know anything about history, if you haven't had a chance to research this, look up the great fire of Rome. That, we're about 30 years out from that at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen for another 30 years. But think of it in the context of a first century Roman world that one flame, I, I saw that word light and I thought like a flicker of a flame on the end of a matchstick, you know, mm-hmm. or, or like a candle. But when you get a flame and a flame and a flame and a flame all together, that light is powerful. In a first century Roman world, you think of the great fire of Rome, it destroyed two thirds of the greatest city in the history of the world. It, wow. it, can't, it is a powerful force. And so when you think about it, yeah, I'm living as a child of light and I only have just one flame. But when you think about it, believers, the gospel together, you have flame upon flame upon flame upon flame. And that light of Jesus living out of all of us is powerful. So that's kind of where it took me. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear what this step did for you. Okay. So I thought about it. Like there's, I love the concept of light and darkness in the Bible. There's so many, especially John talks about a lot, like he uses those concepts a lot in the book of John. Um, But the idea that um, light exposes things, that it like shows things as they really are. um, And the idea that it's used to, to, to denote like truth um, and spiritual purity, understanding, like those concepts to me, like when I think about you are light in the Lord, I think about you are showing or displaying who Christ is. You're displaying what is true, like what is truly true about who we are created to be and what is important in the world. Like that, you know, just the verse, we, we memorized a verse not too long ago about you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, just this idea that we get to as light in the Lord be a beacon of light for those around us, like that we are somehow um, on display showing people who Christ is. So live as children of light. Like if, if, if light is um, your father, so to speak, if you're a child of light, then you should look like that and it should be attractive. It should be a thing that is, it gives people, um, it illuminates what is truly true. And I love that you made the connection to John because yes, I'm sure that everyone listening, you're probably thinking that you're probably thinking about (laughs) the connection there. And and literally on the bottom of my Bible, you know, like the binding where you have the pages, I have taken Uh Sharpie marker and I have written some of the most impactful verses in my Mm -hmm. life. And one of them is John 1.4 and John 1.4 in the New King James in him was life. And I have written in the margin in my Bible, do you live like you really believe this? It's the same kind of thing. If I have this radical experience of meeting Jesus in my life, like it should be a radical life that comes after that. It should be a life of light. And so do I really live like, do I really live like I believe this or is it just something that that is a story on a page for me? 
And so that's why I wrote it on the bottom of my Bible, because I wanted to be confronted with, do I really live like this day in and day out? Every time I pick up my Bible, it's the first thing I see, John 1, 4. I love it. Okay. So we probably should move on to actions, right? Okay. And I I laugh about this because if you can choose a favorite child, this one is probably my favorite child (laughs) in the process. This you is can as long as they're not actually your real children. So. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. As long as they're not a book you've written or a child that you have birthed, you yeah. can choose one. But the actions is probably my favorite step because this is where you find time and time again that the story of scripture really comes alive. So you're doing a little bit of the groundwork. You're laying the foundation in the first three steps, but this is where you yourself in your journey with Jesus, you get to step into the story and it comes alive. So this is where I tell people to Here's an example. Think of your favorite movie. The favorite movie that you have. Is it because it had a really compelling storyline, memorable characters, powerful music, or really beautiful cinematography? Or was it all of those things? Was it something that just pulled you into the story? That's what you're doing here. So what's happening in this verse and to whom? And get your five senses involved. So again, at the time that Paul would have written this, who's he writing this letter to? while he's under house arrest in Rome towards the end of his life. And then think about, if you don't know, do some research. What would Paul have already experienced, right? In his different missionary journeys. So kind of look at, maybe look at Paul's life or look at who is he talking to in this Mm. verse? You know, is he talking to the Jews, the Gentiles? Like do some of the groundwork and further expand that story. And again, it's taking the story of scripture and taking off the lens of 2021 and putting on the lens of the time in which this book was written. And that's really important to do anytime you're looking at history is to try to get a lens to look at history as it was and how would I have experienced it as it was, not what am I looking at today through a 2021 lens. We'll get to your lens in just a moment. That's step five. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the life application piece. I love that. I love that. I'm pulling off my 2021 lens right now. <laughs> Take it um, off, girl. <laughs> yeah, I, it's all gone. Yeah, I love that. Um, in this, I feel like Ephesians. It's one of my absolute favorite books of the Bible. Um, I've spent a lot of time in it, just memorizing it and praying through it and thinking about it. And one of the things that I love about Ephesians is how Paul continually prays for his people. He is, he just breaks out into prayer numerous times. And then he also is reminding them again and again and again, this is who you are in Christ. This is who you are in Christ. You have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Um, and so I love that he says, he gives you this reminder in our verse of you were this and now you are this and therefore live this way. Because I feel like that's what the whole book of Ephesians is doing. It's saying you were this. Now you are this, so live this way. Yes, um, and, and I love, he also gives us the tools for how to do that. So it's it's like we're looking at, he gives us this grace through faith. You know, we've got a couple of chapters where we're talking about that. And then where our verse is, it's exactly what you said. This is our, our conduct as believers. Mm-hmm, like this, this mm-hmm. is where we are. And then he doesn't just leave us there without any type of weapon, you know, <laughs> like he literally says, here's the spiritual warfare that's going to come. And here's your offensive weapon. The one offensive weapon that we have is the word. I mean, like, so he's yes. literally, you've got the armor of God. And so he doesn't just leave us without any tools to know how to live as children of light. Like that's the conduct. But then he tells us, okay, this is what's going to happen with the spiritual warfare. And this is how you do it day in and day out. And I love that about him. Okay. So we don't have a whole, whole lot of time left. So we're going to jump ahead. How do we apply this to ourselves? What's our outcome? 
Yeah, the outcome. This should be something that you can literally jot down one to two sentences. I mean, it's a quick hit summary of this is what the Holy Spirit taught me. And this mm. is how I plan to use it. And, and that's what the point of all of this is, is because if we are gaining an understanding of scripture, but we never plan to use it, then then how are we walking and living as children of light? So this this step is it may not be my my favorite step. It may not be the most flashy, interesting one, but this is actually where we live as light. So this should be, this is how I plan to use this. And one of the things that I've really noticed, I've spent roughly half my career in the corporate sector where you've got this environment with diversity of non-faith background and different beliefs. And then the other half in the Christian publishing and in vocational ministry, where the environment, everyone around me, they pretty much have the same faith belief system. But the thing that I've noticed over all of those is that people continually respond to light whether they know it's Jesus, whether they recognize it as Jesus or not, that for me would be the outcome to step out again in, in my local sphere of influence, whether it's social media, my church, my home, my neighborhood, my community, my school, whatever that sphere of influence is, to be the light of Jesus in that space. That was my same application point, actually. Love it. <laughs> yes, it was just walk as a child of light. Like it, the application is already, it's, it's like written in the verse for us. Like the, now, now do this, go do this. So I just, I love that. I wish we could talk more, Ah, but <laughs> we are going to talk more on application and what does this mean? Um, how do we, how do we live this out in our final session with Christy? Christy, thank you so, so much for joining us. And thank you for walking us through all of that. If, if nothing else, like, man, go check out her website. We'll have a link there and figure out how to do your own verse mapping. It was so helpful to me and just really, you know, dig a little deeper and then apply the, the verse. Cause I think sometimes we come at it and we just want it to, we just want to apply it straight up, but we need to be, like you said, researchers, we need to be thinking about what is this, what was this saying? And now finally, what is it saying to me? So just, I just love all of it. Thank you for joining me today, Christy. Thanks. It's been a blessing. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.